Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Tan and Tanner. Um, I think a lot of people, including myself, were expecting a Black Lives Matter episode this week, and that was actually the original plan. However, um, there's two reasons why uh, I won't be not doing it this week. Uh, one is because I do these episodes with friends of mine, and um, I have asked friends... Um, if they would be open to doing an, an episode um, but uh, the ones that I have contacted who I thought would be able to um, chip in the most um, they're very exhausted uh, talking about it um, and you know because I think it's more important like their mental health is more important to me than this <laughs> necessarily um, I yeah um i said it's okay like i will i will just wait for them to do the episode whenever they're ready um because which brings me to my second point because i think it's important that they're here and that i give them this platform even though it's not a big one and i don't have a bunch of listeners or a lot of followers or whatever but i was thinking about things that i can do to help the movement and part of it is using your platforms to amplify black voices and I want to do that and so I don't think it would be right for me to talk about it myself um, what it what I would like to do though is even though I won't be talking about it completely this week but what I would like to do is uh, have a minute of silence for the people who lost their lives unfairly at the hands of uh, anti-black violence um, and who continue to get hurt because of it. And, uh, yeah. After that, I will be talking about whatever <laughs> the topic for this week is. All right, thank you for doing this with me. Um, I know this is not enough at all and there's a lot more resources that you can use that uh, I think I, I've shared before, but I will put them on my story highlights um, so you can refer back to them if you want. And we will, this, this topic is very, very important and we will be talking about it um, in due time, um, I promise, um, but uh, with the right people uh, taking the mic. All right, this is gonna be a weird transition, but let's jump to it. I don't know why, but lately I've been feeling very like 
revolutionary <laughs> since I think Corona started. I've been very like the whole Corona thing started. Um, I felt like uh, there like there's so many issues and like suddenly I had all this time to think about all of them and now I'm just like oh, we really need to start a revolution after this stuff is over and um, so I actually have been making a list uh, of things that I would like to change after the pandemic because you know there's also talks online of like like do we really want to go back to the way things were or do what do we want to change in um, in the future like after this is over and i think people see this kind of as a re like as a possible reset button uh, i personally don't think so i don't think it's necessarily a reset button because i don't think a lot of things will necessarily change right after um however i think people have more time to reflect um on what's going on around them uh despite i mean except corona and yeah <laughs> we there is so much we need to change and i will start with my one of my favorite topics because it was one of the first things that also came up which is um capitalism and um you know i have very passionate conversations about capitalism because i know people who are actually defendants of capitalism and um well i said capitalism so many times in like less than a minute but um you know, um, and um, they like, I don't understand how you can defend capitalism, to be honest. But basically, the the main argument that this that these people had that I talked to um, was that like capitalism is the only system that works. And like uh, last time that we talked, um, <laughs> they said something where I was like, I started yelling at that point because i was like how can you what no how can you think that and it was they said uh what is i i said i think i said um uh, something like capitalism um like uh promotes like hoarding money and becoming rich and that's not really like that's not a good thing and then they said oh but what is wrong with wanting to be rich and i just like lost it i was like how can you think that greed is a good thing and then it's like threw me into this whole like loop <laughs> um and uh, i started thinking about it at some point i was like i think i thought I, I thought about this for like a week and then suddenly i woke up and i was like i had to write down a whole ass essay and basically I don't understand how people don't get it that like greed is evil <laughs> um like it's the cause of mass extinction of, of previous civilizations like you can think about the spanish invading south america you can actually you can think about any kind of colonization um it basically was driven by the fact that you, they wanted to be richer and like ahead of other countries because rich equaled like better and uh that's that is greed <laughs> and you can argue that of course all humans are inherently greedy or whatnot but the problem is that like yeah sure but capitalism rewards people who are greedy and that is bad because we should not it's not a trade that we should be promoting uh and like you can also if you think th further actually like it's going to be the extinction of us as well if you think about climate change because capitalism is not really sustainable even even if we had infinite money circulation like if you because my basically where i'm coming from i'm saying that like if 
only eight people in the world are hoarding like 50% of the wealth of the entire world, then that means that the other 92%, like the other 99.9999999% of the world have to share the other 50. And that's not fair. <laughs> like, I don't know how to. And it's not like, and this is assuming that, of course, uh, money circulation is finite because you cannot just print money and give people money like that. I mean, governments do that. I don't want to go into economics too much, but it's not like governments can, but they usually should not do that because it crashes their entire financial system. I mean, not their entire financial system, but like it's bad for the country. Let's, you know, if you want to read economics theory, you can do that. Um, but uh, yeah, even if we had an infinite money circulation, uh, then we are still exploiting much more important resources in the world because people are driven by the desire to become rich uh, because that would that is what capitalism ultimately promotes. Uh, and, you know, personally, I would prefer to not live in a society that promotes or values or even rewards greed because that's not really... It's not beneficial to anyone. And it's, it again, like, promotes that selfish behavior. And, you know... Um, there was, I think what, what did, uh, the person that I talked to said something like, um, uh, oh my God, I don't remember. I don't exactly, I don't remember what they said. There was something, I just had it in my mind and now it slipped, it's, this thought slipped away. But, um, yeah, I don't understand. Like, you know, the thing is that when people are driven by money, they don't really care about anything else. So it's much more... And because capitalism promotes... Oh, yeah, now I remember. So basically, we're talking also about the definition of capitalism. And um, he was saying that the basic idea of capitalism is that you can sell things for money. But that's not the basic idea of capitalism. The literal definition of capitalism is that people exploit and capitalize on and privatize certain um, parts of society. So, or, or like this could be land, this could be other resources, this could be services as well. Like, uh, you know, America, for example, the, the health system is so fucked up because most of the health system is privatized and that's why it's so fucking expensive. Um, and, uh, but that's the thing, like w uh, the privatization of resources that should be freely available to everyone for use um, is bad because it, makes people suffer i don't know how i can explain this to someone who doesn't you know think making money is evil but like i'm not saying learning and earning a living is an evil thing to do like everyone we have to because we are forced to do that but hoarding money uh just like any other hoarding is not good <laughs> because you don't need that much money and whatever excess money you have you will if you're driven by capitalist uh, interest and by greed, then you won't have any incentive to share that money either. Like, I mean, uh, there's this episode on um, Patriot Act, uh, Why Billionaires Won't Save Us, I think, and there he invited uh, uh, Hassan Minhaj, he invited a author who is amazing. I forgot his name now, uh, but if you go check that episode out, uh, you will see him. And he basically says that, for example, Bill Gates, is like the best case scenario for um, billionaires. But like Bill Gates is still someone, he was born into a rich family uh, that was already doing, um, like they were already practicing, um, is it called anthropology? 
I'm not sure. Anyway, his mother was already doing charity work. And even then, like, yes, he's doing things, but I'm like, he's literally giving maybe the tip of his finger, of his, you know, uh, of his fingernail to what he actually has. Like, he could probably, he, him alone could probably solve the entire, uh, like, he could probably feed the entire, you know, at least half the continent um, of America because, you know, people in America are also dying uh, of hunger. Um but yeah (laughs) anyway i might come back to that but you know if you want to think further into social theory based on that is that like capitalism is not a free economy which is also one of his main argument like the person's main argument um because a free economy would assume that again like i mean for me personally free means that it's uh available to everyone which capitalism is literally not because it is privatized (laughs) but uh it privatizes things so um wow this is such a good explanation please quote me on that um but um yeah it's not free because people are born under under uh different uh, circumstances into different classes and especially in in in, this is true in all societies uh, especially when racism and inequality in general are still prevailing on a constitutional level it's an unfair game and you know and there will be like winners and losers and i know that like i guess for him this doesn't really i i feel like i'm arguing two ghosts but (laughs) um for him i guess that's like the point of capitalism that there is that there has to be losers but uh i don't think so i don't think i think like why do they why do we have to have classes like you know, and I, I understand that, of course, like, even if you, okay, let's even, let's presume that, you know, the class system works, which it doesn't because, you know, the middle class is vanishing for a reason, and that's because capitalism and classism don't work. But let's assume it works for a second, and you want to kind of, you know, um, uphold a class system for whatever reason i can't even think of one but let's say it's for example for to motivate people i don't know to take on um desk jobs i don't know like i don't anyway like this is so hard to argue because i don't even know why you would want classes but anyway um so even assuming that you wouldn't have to have such a huge disparity um between classes like um considering wage inequality you know um for that to be maintained because you know uh people are like oh you're earning more money because you went to university and university is usually expensive but hear me out what if (laughs) university wasn't privatized and it wasn't expensive you know like that's the thing like people i i don't see a solid rock argument where i'm like yeah this is a good concept like in which world do we live like we already live in this world and it's clearly not working it's not good (laughs) people are dying okay um but honestly also like you know we will all die if we don't rescue the planet but i already mentioned that before so you know anyway (laughs) um so like you know if you ask me if I would want Hunger Games or Snowpiercer, 
or if I would want everyone with a roof over the head and food on the table and equal access to clean water, good education, and no existential anxiety, I would always choose the second option, like no matter how much taxes I have to pay. Uh, because it wouldn't matter that I'm paying taxes, you know, because I am getting it equally back. Uh, I am both equally getting it back and giving it to the to my society. And I, like, <clears throat> anyway. Uh, and, like, I mean, pers- this is, like, a personal thing, I guess. Also, like, the reason why I'm so passionate about this um, is that because environmental activism, feminism, and... Uh, the fight against racism and equality cannot it's not really you can't really coexist it doesn't it can't really coexist with agreeing with capitalism because capitalism has exploited all of these areas and like why would it stop doing it now like coming back to the argument before like because we have cultivated a society that values money and rewards greed why would we why would suddenly politicians and companies like change like be like oh maybe we should be socially conscious about this now like why would they do the right thing they would why because they are they're not benefiting from it and in in the way that we're living right now uh the thing that people pursue is the thing that benefits themselves the most so why there is no incentive for them to actually do the right thing which like you know (laughs) so why we we don't we haven't developed a a conscious within uh society but even less so on a governmental and a, a corporate level because people yeah that's not what's that's not the way that you quote unquote live a good life you know so why would anyone put themselves through that if they have the chance to be jeff bezos which fuck that man i hope he has a fucking stroke um and like you know like for this like you can also just think about that because like only uh, i was talking to another friend of mine and she was looking for a company that has um uh that includes like a kind of social responsibility goal within their company and it had to be a listed company which means that it's um shares are exchanged on the stock market and uh that means that it cannot be a non-profit for example but she had trouble finding one because most companies that have that take social responsibility into their actual like part of their business quote-unquote are non-profits and uh yeah like social responsibility and profit are just not really compatible in that sense like in the way that capitalism promotes it i mean and like i get like for the person I was arguing with, I understand that they might not think that it seems so bad because they were honestly born into peace and economic stability with probably both parents being academics. And I like, I don't want to assume things, but you know, they probably both had the chance to work. Um, But like, I don't understand why we should, uh, you know, why, why we should deny people a good, a good, (laughs) why can I talk? a good humane life just so some upper upper like 0.1 percent people can sit on the pile of money that they have been you know uh sitting on and only using it to save themselves um and again like i don't think like i mean i know that a lot of people think that i'm very extreme about this and like very i have a very strong opinion and i do i do but 
honestly, like the 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 easiest thing you can think about is why the middle class is going extinct uh, in in everywhere, uh, but especially in Europe. I don't know. I think America is already too late. Like <laughs> they have been far gone way before us. I think uh, don't know much. I don't know that much about the American economy, but um, yeah, I mm, mm -mm, not down with that. And like you know the way that it like. I think showed up during the pandemic was when people were like, you know, uh, complaining on social media that we're applauding essential workers now. But where was that when we were asking for, you know, wage equality? And I absolutely agree, because why is the the work of a working class person less valuable than the one who's sitting behind their desk and typing in numbers? Like, I, you know, I am... <sighs> This is what I don't understand. and Because it's still man hours that you put in. It's still time out of your day. It's time out of your energy. Time of your... It's, it's you know, you have to use your energy to do it. And, and you have to show up to work. Like, you have to wake up early. Just the same. Like, I... You know? And then... And this is, like, I think the people... People we're mostly referring to is, like, the fact that people are being denied to lead a good life. Uh, just because some people think uh, that uh, their worth, their work is worthless, and that's not true. And I, and and if anything was like came out in this pandemic, then it's you know it's this like it really showed us that the the fact that some people think that being a mailman or being um, in the cleaning force within a company is not worth money. Uh, they should like that is absolutely wrong, and that's exactly what needs to change. Um, yeah, waiting inequality makes me fucking sick. I don't understand. It's ugh. okay. I've been ranting about this for like twenty minutes, so I'm gonna go on to the next topic. But um, I just really hope. I'm not saying turn to dictatorship communism i don't think that's the way either uh because i do love my democracy democracy but i i i do want a more socialist state um because i think that's the only way that we a say are sustainable both in um uh both like actually maybe more <laughs> than two things but uh economically uh, socially and environmentally say sustainable you know and um that's the and the end of the day that's the goal no like we're all supposed to make it <laughs> um but uh yeah not under capitalism mm, at least not in the way it is executed like please tax the rich what the fuck is happening Ugh. okay second thing i am very <laughs> angry about is the liberation of women okay like i have seen like i i know i already made an episode about this back in march because i snapped at some point but or in april i don't remember but i actually that was one of the this is actually my most listened to episode and i am so glad about that because we really need to change the way women's bodies are also capitalized policed um and abused um and uh just bringing forward like i just wish we could establish more critical spaces where we think about it and um where we hold men accountable for 
you know what has been going on um and uh just bringing forward the the liber the fight for liberation of women to actually um something like tangible like at this point again like i feel like we you know i've said this before but we have been lulled into this idea of equality but we're definitely not there yet like uh i was reading god i got so mad like i was reading something about uh abortion uh, in the middle east because i wanted to like of course i i am very aware that um abortion in the middle east is uh, mostly not <laughs> permitted uh however i knew that it was permitted in turkey um and then i was reading the because i you know last week i was doing the episode on giza park and i don't know how i got there but anyway i was reading um Oh yeah, because part of the reason why Gizzi Park also started was women's rights issues. But anyway, I was reading up on, um, uh, yeah, the rules that apply in Turkey to get an abortion. And it said that, um, so if you're a minor, like most of it was very normal, but then it said, if you're a minor, you need a, you need a signature from your parents, like you need a legal guardian to sign off the abortion. Which is already like, mm, like I get it, but I'm also like, mm, <laughs> not sure if that's, you know, the best way to go. And then the, after that, the last sentence was the one that like fucked me up so bad because it said, if you are married, your husband also needs to approve the abortion. And I fucking lost my mind because imagine thinking that marital rape is not a thing. And like, since when, like what the actual fuck like if literally like imagine you don't want the child and but you are pregnant and your husband wants a child and then he because he doesn't sign the paper you have to keep the child what kind of fucked up logic is that do that do they have to push out a lemon out of their fucking like small ass vagina no what how is that fair like people are like oh but you know they're married so like it's you know you're both like it's and you know in marriage you, you you are two equals whatever whatever which is not true by the way um but case in point what the actual fact, i know some people are gonna be like oh yeah it makes sense because you know they're both um they're together you know so they live in the same household they should both have a say in it but if you literally need like you have no way out like think about it if they if your husband says no and he refuses to sign the abortion papers you are literally forced to have the child. You don't have a say anymore. You you do not have a say in what your future and your life looks like because you are forced to do what your husband tells you to do. And that is fucked up. That is absolutely fucked up. And like in general, I think um I I think it was uh Uganda. Don't quote me on that because I'm not sure anymore. I think it was Uganda who or no, I think it was Sudan that um outlawed um uh female genital mutilation and that is amazing but the fact that we still have to do that in some places is absolutely mind-boggling to me because why the fuck are we not there yet um and like i know okay like these are maybe like for people who live in europe like in western europe or I don't know, in Canada or something, for them, it might not seem, like, this seems very extreme and far away, and they're like, oh, thank God this is not the same in my country. But, you know, the women's liberation is still an issue in, in Western countries. <laughs> like, we cannot lie to ourselves. And also in uh, East Asian countries, it's also a problem. 
um, there was this uh, Japanese uh, politician who got bullied out of parliament, a seat that she rightfully owns because she brought her toddler because there is nowhere where she can put her child to go to work. And that is, and like what the actual <laughs> fuck, again, I'm repeating myself, but I'm very mad about this. And, um, uh, you know, the fact that we are still letting, and even in, like in, uh, in, in the Western world and, and whatever, like whatever you want to call quote unquote developed countries, um, like even here we have, like we have issues, a lot of them, like, um, you know, it, even just if, even if we just talk about not necessarily maybe like the institutional part changes very like it's very nuanced and it changes from country to country so i cannot generalize but even if you talk about the social dynamics of women in 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 public spaces be it virtual or like physical we do not have bodily autonomy about whatever the fuck we're doing and actually i noticed um for those who um um you know listen to the other episode um about the patriarchy and where I talked about kind of body hair and how body hair is still like an issue um, and why it's like one of the most obvious manifestations of um, women's oppression and why we're still stuck in this phase. Um, they like uh, someone, uh, one of the people, one of the women who actually participated in the talk afterwards she said, like, oh, hair is not a big issue. Like, I don't think it's so important anymore. But I've noticed that when I go on my runs and I wear my shorts when my, you know, and I haven't shaved in a very long time. So when I wear my shorts, less men look at me. And like, that's, and that's what I exactly mean, because I am not, because I have grown out my hair, I am not catering to their male gaze anymore. Like, it's not, I am out of what they picture a woman, what, you know. What they picture as what a woman is supposed to look like and because i don't cater to their male gaze anymore they're not interested anymore and i'm like we should be talking about this like how fucked up is that like when i go running 80 percent of the men that i go run by they look at my ass and i can tell that they are looking at my ass and it's fucking annoying um but when i wear my shorts and my hair is out you know um they're like there's still men there are still like 20 percent who look but it's much like it's 60 percent. that's a 60 percent difference uh and that is huge like ugh, i am so frustrated with the fact that my existence doesn't belong to me because men think that they can just take it with simple things as just looking at me the way that they're looking at me and um yeah which brings me i guess to my next point which is education we need an educational revolution. We cannot continue with the curriculums that have been implemented in any country. Any country I have been so far, any friend I had in any country that has talked about their school system, it all sucks. Absolutely shit. We do not talk. Like, how did I not know that Germany had colonies in Africa when I was in school in Germany? But we talked about the Holocaust three times. Like, you know, and then not even, even when we talked about the Holocaust, we didn't even make the connection to the present. Like, how, what the actual, like, we need more education, better education on history. We need a better uh, education that is, has a more, a more global view because we need to, like, the, the, the fact that, you know, we are 
the generations that are now coming are born into a very connected world it means that they need to understand political at least the basics of political and social um mechanisms in other areas than just their own because everything influences everything and it always has but now it's even more apparent and they are thrown into this online world where there is no like usual like there is no discussion no reflected discussion no no spaces where you can actually take the time to you know critically reflect on what is being said and that is very dangerous and it's i think one of the reasons why the world has become even more like or maybe it just highlighted the fact that it is so polarized but the fact that we are not teaching children on how to critically reflect on specific topics like that you know might not be happening i mean don't get me wrong they should also be educated on what is happening in their own backyard but you also need to understand what is happening somewhere else to understand your own backyard you know what i mean and so um oh my god yeah i needed to breathe sorry but same with i mean i said this before i would love to have more education on women's liberation like feminism in schools like this is also very important uh on racism um oppression what is institutionalized oppression like we're all i feel like half of the people who are throwing around terms on on the not, not even half 80 percent of the people who are throwing around terms on the internet cannot give me an explanation on what they actually mean like when they say institutionalized oppression like if i ask them what what do you mean by institutionalized oppression and what does it how does it manifest in your own country i am so sure that 80 percent would not be able to actually lock it down without looking it up <laughs> and that's a big problem because if we're talking about social change you need to set a foundation to actually bring that social change and that means educating your children so feminism needs to be a topic racism needs to be a topic um institutions institutionalization police brutality all of this needs to happen so that we can have a bigger change overall uh same with lgbt issues uh or even lgbt sex health how like i had three days in high school where we talked about sex education a lot like three days where it completely blocked like we did not have any classes except sex ed and we did not once talk about lgbt like lgbt sex like uh, how to have protective sex if you're a lesbian for example like i <clears throat> how wh what how do we not talk about this like i had to learn about this through a buzzfeed video uh, approximately three years after I graduated high school. <laughs> anyway, so that's a, that's a, that's already that's also a very 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 big thing because I don't want my siblings to grow up in a world where they're just bombarded on the internet with words that they don't understand, and uh, you know, like of course self education is a thing, and I'm not like uh, that's also a big um, that's a big part for every individual that we have to do. Like the amount of nonfiction I'm reading is absolutely insane uh considering that i have literally like, i have a monkey brain and i cannot concentrate for more than <laughs> five minutes but you know i'm trying and uh i find it very interesting but i also understand that not some people really cannot uh do that like they don't have the energy or the time uh or you know also the emotional capacity to do that uh that is not in a context where you have like um like an educational context you know what i mean and so uh, we really need to change that um 
I really want an educational revolution. And like, again, like I know that this can only happen if I, like, I would love to do that. I would love to design a curriculum for someone, but I know I can only do that if I actually go into politics and I really don't want to go into politics because MUN already gave me the creeps. Okay. Like I felt like I was only ass kissing. It was terrible. I hated it. Um, but yeah, no offense to any MUN uh, students, you know, like <laughs> it's great. It just wasn't for me. Um, but yeah. there's three more things that I want to talk about or maybe four I don't know but one is human rights um all international organizations need to get their shit together and actually stand up to countries that bully their own citizens which arguably could be all countries you know but I mean specifically fascist and corrupt regimes that are exploiting um uh you know their citizens uh you could take turkey as an example like i talked about last week you can take china as an example china is now bullying hong kong uh they're also pushing the borders at uh, to india like what are you doing why is no one saying anything and i understand that china is one of like the economic powers and blah 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 but again why do we care more about money than we care about i mean i know it's more complicated than that and i understand that you need to kind of you know keep trade alive because that's how you keep also the well-being of everyone in your own country you know intact but i'm also like you should have thought about this way before my guy way before you transported everything there you know way before you actually started depending on them completely uh, because now they can bully you also like they can also bully you like what the actual oh so annoying and also any kind of human rights violation like human trafficking needs to stop um which also means we need to you know uh anyone who watches porn i i will be shaming you <laughs> to be honest because 80 percent of women you see on um porn videos are have been humanly trafficked um we just i mm, I just wish there was more awareness about all of these issues and I wish that countries would take more responsibility in shaping the kind of world that they want and not just like put your money where your mouth is don't always talk about world peace blah 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 if you're not actually condemning countries like what the fuck is Israel doing okay like why why are we allowing Israel to kill innocent Palestinians and I'm not saying that the conflict is not complicated like you know I know that there is a lot more to that but right now, at this moment, what they're doing is a human rights violation. And we're, no one is saying anything. And may I remind you that Israel, like the official government Twitter account of Israel, at some point tweeted, like, the week will fall. Like, what the, what is wrong with them? I don't understand. And, like, why are we letting that slide? That is not a thing that we should be letting, you know that is not something we should let slide um uh also very very important uh, you know in relation to human rights is also uh that we demand a change in a system that is um promoting racial inequality and racial violence that is not something that should be flying anymore like what how can we talk about a free democratic country when people are not being treated as equals when it literally okay i mean america has a very uh specific and very obvious example okay like i 
uh, to be honest, there's not as many resources about this uh, uh, on on uh, for Europe. So I don't know the European law as well. Though I do know, I I, had, I took a human rights class um, two years ago, and we talked about the European human rights, right? And so, but we were only looking at the first 14 um, uh, articles. And I was like, oh, this is nice. Like, you know, great. Like, this is something that we have established. And then I was like, okay, but why does this not apply to people who don't have European citizenship? And then, <laughs> funny, because the articles following those 14 articles specify that these rights do not apply to aliens and i'm like how do you not how can you say that you are standing for a you know a free again like free country that defends human rights and then take it away because someone doesn't have citizenship that is absolute bullshit and um does this is for example a way that it manifests in europe but in in america it's even more fucked up because um you can watch uh, Ava DuVernay's uh, documentary on that, the, uh, I think it's called 13th. And basically, it's literally <laughs> in the Constitution that uh, black people are supposed to be treated differently. And I, I, like, we need to change the system from the bottom, like, from the very root of it. Because most of the systems are, have never been designed to serve all its citizens. Uh, they have never been changed accordingly, uh, or in the, I at least not in the, uh, what, how do you say that? Uh, I can't remember the word, but like in, in, oh, in the extent to which it actually made a change, um, or a, you know, where it made a complete change. Um, so <laughs> yeah, we should definitely change it which also brings me to uh lgbt rights because okay let's i this is a whole other episode because uh, so i will I, I if i could go into the in into the whole topic it will be it w yeah we would be here for two other hours but i'm not i'm gonna save that for another time but i will talk about the most basic uh lgbt right which is same-sex marriage the fact that there's only I think now it's 28 because Costa Rica, I think, legalized same-sex marriage just uh, just last month. Uh, there's only 28 countries in the whole world where people of the same like sex can get married. Uh, that is not only cruel, but it's, again, also not... Uh, it makes... Uh, it creates another inequality. Because... Um, so I've been talking to some... Um, activists um and uh we have this talk every wednesday it's very nice uh, but we were talking about um at some point it came up that you know some countries especially european so actually the european union has laws that says uh there needs to be marriage equality but uh, the countries it's left up to the countries how to implement it in their own country so some of them basically found a loophole to um allow civil unions but not marriages and the problem is, though, <laughs> that civil unions don't hold the same rights as marriages. And so it's actually still, it still didn't solve the problem, my guy. <laughs> like, you're still very much discriminating um, same-sex couples. And the same goes with adoption. Like, you know, all of these legal issues that you then have are, again, constitutionalized. And mm -hmm, the whole system needs to go. 
I have like, I don't know, a spa day or a whole, re- maybe a rehab, maybe like uh, go to rehab, come back better. Okay. Like I don't, mm, that was a bad analogy, but you get what I mean. I, it's, okay. And the last thing that I wanted to talk about is, uh, which, which was probably what people thought I would talk about first, but last thing I want to talk about is climate change because, uh, as bad as it was that we were all locked up and as bad as it was that um don't get me wrong like the coronavirus is a fucking curse (laughs) you know people are uh dying suffering there are so many lives lost um we don't even know the whole consequences of it yet um people were you know had even if you weren't infected you know uh, a lot of people had declining mental health um with you know understandable understandably but there it's like one thing that it showed us like because we were forced to slow down our lives we actually saw the consequences of our everyday actions also in the environment um and i'm again i'm not saying that the virus is a good thing that's not what i'm trying to say but i think we should be putting a cap on certain actions uh that we're doing like i know for example i think a few years ago i don't know how long ago actually because as far as i can remember germany always had those um uh, environmental zones and so you had to get a sticker on your car to say which environmental zones you can drive in and if you didn't have like a green stamp for example you couldn't drive everywhere blah 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 i think it was at some point when they introduced i think it was like 2009 or something i don't remember but you could basically trade your old car with a new car and they had this initiative blah 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 but i don't think that's enough like i think the fact for example that flying is i think one of the most um uh polluting um uh things that we do as humans um and the fact that flights had been canceled and again this is not necessarily a good thing because i also know of people who got stranded and were fucking desperate to get out of wherever they were and that is terrible um but what i'm trying to say is i think we should be limiting the amount of flights for example that companies offer like i think all countries should come together and say this is the amount of transportation we can offer um you know because they're not doing anything else to stop climate change so we might as well like this is at least something tangible that can be tracked you know so um yeah i don't know i just wish we you know we would again but this is also actually linked to capitalism you know because of course uh flight companies are going to offer as many flights as they can because that's how they make the most money uh but yeah i think like this is for example a very easy way to slow down um climate change and uh same goes for the fashion industry same go like i mean everything needs to be considered and really like one of the things that i want to pay more attention to is my footprint once i come out of this uh pandemic i always have uh i always i try to make conscious and green choices but i am i'm i want to pay even more attention to it because i am actually uh, super terrified that 2015 is the day like the the day i say the year that we most of us will drown (laughs) and um i don't know about you but I actually like getting old. Like, I think being 80 is the best. Like, unless you... I mean, there's exceptions. But, like, I wish I was a fucking grandma who just, you know, is living her life and uh, doesn't have to worry about um, 
a lot of things that young people have to worry about um so i would like to get there and i would also like my siblings to have more time on this earth and if they do decide to have children that their children also have a world to live on and and um that is not where you don't have to wear like fucking apocalyptic masks and all of that shit so um <laughs> yeah that's i think this is all of it i'm kind of breathless now because i was shouting most of the time but um i hope you enjoyed this um and um yeah let me know if i forgot something what is like the thing is there a thing that you would like to change once you get out of this and um yeah have a nice day uh have a nice week and please be careful um be mindful and um, take care of yourself and your surroundings.